0: We're back, we're here, we're glad you're with us. Thanks so much. Bill Michael Show on the air on this Monday. So what would be the bigger story at the Masters this Thursday? Should Tiger Woods play? It's been, what, a year and a month, something like that, since Tiger's accident. It was early to a little bit more than a month and a half, actually. But it was like mid-February. February 20th, something like that, when he ended up uh, crashing. So a year and a month and a week or six weeks or whatever. Since that crash, when many thought he may never play golf again, now he's practicing in Augusta and possibly returning. What would be the bigger story? Just Tiger Woods return and playing the Masters or whomever actually wins the Masters? Ben, what would be the as the golf guy, what would be the bigger story in your eyes? I feel like since it's been played out
1: semi-publicly over the last 2 weeks and it looks like he's going to play, it's not going to shock everyone when he tees it up on Thursday and I think he will. I think if he makes the cut and has a semi late tee time on Sunday, maybe not in contention but in that area, I think that is by far the biggest story. If he misses the cut then I don't know, by Saturday you're talking about the leaders anyway.
0: Yeah. Boy, can you imagine if he comes back and makes the cut? Or, God forbid, is in the top 20 and within the earshot of the leader. Now, I, I know I'm I'm going through a giant amount of what if, but can you imagine if he makes the cut and he's there on Saturday and Sunday?
1: Oh, it'd be remarkable. I can't say it really surprised me, though, because I, whenever you think he is either out or won't do something he ends up doing it. And I'm a big fan of making broad conclusions based on practice videos, you know, like warm-up lines right. if they hit threes, I think they're good. He looks great on the range. So, he's going
0: to win. <laughs> I don't know if it's that simple, but um but yeah, he uh I I'm still just amazed that he's he's swinging a club and he's walking Augusta, you know? Oh yeah. That's just – that. Tiger making – the ratings at Augusta will be stupid in the first two days if Tiger is able to play. I, I, I got to figure they'll be just absolutely crazy if uh, if he's able to play. I don't know if the biggest of all time, because I don't know what specifically the biggest of all time was – But if I could go back and look and say, okay, the biggest ratings for the Masters were blank. At what period of time? um, Would would Tiger's return be bigger? I would say the the 2019
1: final round when he actually went on to win was the biggest. But I'm really impressed at the fact that he could have just gone and done it even if the leg was, say, 80%. He could have rode Mm -hmm. a cart and just played. But the fact he wanted to be able to... Go through the actual right. track of walking up and down the mountains.
0: Yeah, and that's the most amazing thing. Is the, and we talked about this last week, but for those that don't know, when you watch it on TV, it's different. But th- there is a lot of up and down to Augusta. It's not. It doesn't. It's not as flat as it looks on television. It doesn't show the 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 as I termed it undulation last week. It doesn't show that um, as as well on the tube as it does in person bill they are replaying the
1: woman's amateur on golf channel right now and i can yeah. confirm the course looks tremendous
0: oh well that place is always always beautiful what a week this is for jim nance right he goes from kind of like the gym yeah
1: calling coach k's demise on saturday to the national title on Monday and then Tigers return
0: on, on Saturday. You just love saying Coach K's demise, don't you? <laughs> you just love saying it. You just do. I've been waiting a while for this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now missing, who are you gonna hate? Now who are you gonna I was gonna say now who are you gonna hate? That's the
1: problem. I feel like when you're so deeply ingrained into sports, like the Yankees or the Cowboys, you need a brand or a team that you just always root against. It's almost as fun mm-hmm. as rooting for your own team. So I have no right. idea, honestly. Um, Jawan Howard is definitely one of the prime suspects, but we'll see. Okay. I mean, I
0: I will. My list begins and ends undoubtedly with Kentucky and Calipari. Without a doubt, that's where that's where mine begins and ends. Throw so, Brian we'll, Kelly in there. So Brian Kelly, yeah, but that's football. So when it comes, oh, when it comes to football, oh God, yes. Yeah, I hope LSU doesn't win a game the the rest of their for all the money they're paying that idiot, and he'll he'll have in the national spotlight. He'll do well, and that's why I'll hate it. I'll hate every minute of it. You know there there's there's people in sports you love to hate. He's one of them because you just you know you just know him. You just know those people, and some of those people you love to hate they survive and they excel and they 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 they, they exceed expectation for whatever reason. They're good at what they do. They're just a jag. So, and I think Kelly's one of those guys. So, I, I, he's, he's probably higher up than Calipari. But Calipari is, when it comes to college basketball, begins and ends with Kentucky. After that, I agree with you. Juwan Howard, he would be probably uh, up there in the top three or top four without a doubt. But uh, there's a, there's a lot of, I, there's a lot of coaches I root for. As opposed to not rooting for, but uh, speaking of that, Thad Mata, he is now going to Butler. They hired Thad Mata to coach the Butler Bulldogs. He goes from Xavier University to Ohio State and now to Butler. Now
1: that Coach K's gone, who are we all going to love to hate? (laughs) (laughs) 877-867-167.
0: Who's next on your hate list? Who is going to get the big dose of haterade? From you now that uh, Coach K is gone. Who else out there is going to be the guy you uh, dislike the most? Um, when it comes to women's college basketball, can't stand Gino Ariema. Just can't. Can't stand him. Smug, just, just, an, I, I've met him once and he's exactly in person, which kudos to him because he, he is true to himself everywhere he goes, but just a smug dude. I mean, I'm sure if you're on his inner circle and you're sitting down with a glass of wine and a good Italian dinner, he's a great guy. But just, just smug, just above everybody, unless of course you're you're his buddy. Just you know, smug dude. Um, Marcus says still Urban Meyer wherever he is. Urban Meyer is I you know he's going to land someplace right. That's a good one. You you know he's going to come back. He's not. Urban Meyer will not be seen this year. He will go away. He will do something somewhere at the beginning of the college football season. Whether I don't think he's going back to Fox. But he'll do something somewhere as some kind of a an analyst in a studio or doing some kind of a third-end broadcast of analytics or something, you know. And then all of a sudden, he'll resurface he'll re he'll resurface it it'll happen and then go from there and then he'll show up and sure enough he'll end up at some program and in college where he's going to hire all these assistants and they're going to all do his work as we all know because he doesn't do it they'll all do his work and then he'll you know he'll end up being great somewhere pj botox um I <laughs> yeah, still, that cracks me up that, uh, PJ Fleck, if you've looked at his picture from uh, a year ago to this year, they think that he's had some work done because suddenly he has zero wrinkles as first reported <laughs> by the Bill Michael show. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but we can't take credit for it. Who put the side-by-side picture up? Oh, a writer for Bally who covers the right. Badgers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. seventy eight seven77 eight six seven1670 if you want to hit us up please feel free to go ahead and do so we'd love to hear from you <laughs> who to hate now so if you're a if you're a sheshevsky hater who are you gonna hate now but the, yeah that's yeah Harbaugh is another one at Michigan oh, I love Harbaugh. just just the just a Michigan program. You know, just blow it up, Um Gary Anderson. who else? Gary Anderson. Yeah, yeah. yeah it just he just was such a a whiny excuse maker, for lack of a better term. He was just, oh, I can't get my guys in. You know, I, okay, whatever. Everybody else does just fine recruiting. Notre Dame just does just fine. So does Northwestern. Wisconsin has had success since you left it just uh, sometimes it's a really poor musician who blames the instrument and that's what Gary Anderson was That's a good question. Eh? Who you dislike the most?
1: I mean I'm not going to say the name but a certain former assistant coach that may or may not have run out of recorded audio in a certain locker room. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who will
0: never get a job again. I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked if he ever worked again after what, you know, because if you're going to be accepted, you're going to be accepted at home. You know, he ain't heavy. He's my brother. But if you get called fat ass by anybody else, they're all over you. Well, he just, he's ruined his relationship with his, with his home. So where are you going to go now? I mean, I wow. Um, <laughs> Jim says, I agree. PJ PJF uh rowing that stupid boat and dressing up in a tie on the sidelines now, I appreciate the old school tie. I don't mind that the boat thing okay row a boat it's it's you know it's played in the beginning it was great row the boat it's kind of like when they had the uh remember when uh God who was it had the lunch pail the Tennessee Titans the year they went to the uh, Super Bowl they had a lunch pail. You know, we're blue collar, we're, we go to work, you know, and they were handing lunch pails back and forth to one another for who who was the MVP of the game or whatever is determined by the team. And they had a lunch pail, and then that went by the wayside. And remember back in the day when, uh, was it Miami? When uh, they had interceptions or turnovers for the defense and you got the big giant gold medallion, you know, you got to wear that, and they were doing that, and then that was played. And so rowing that stupid boat, yeah, that that I get that. You can only wrote, you can only do something like that once. It has to be original. And then it, it becomes uh, you know, just it, it becomes hokey after a while. It becomes kind of hokey. 877 867 1670. Hit us up if you want to do it. Um This one's from ESPN Steve. I will always like dislike Mike McCarthy. Uh, and now he still looks like a teletubby. Holy mackerel.. Steve. Why do you Why do you hate Mike McCarthy? Because of the end, the way things went down. Now knowing what we know. did Mike McCarthy make mistakes? Yes. But knowing what we know, do you still look at Mike McCarthy the same way? Everything that's been stated, all the reports, all the stories, the controversy, the quarterback, players around them, you know, coaching staff. Now that we know what we know, the end of Mike McCarthy. Yeah, you can, you can hate that. It was I defended him because I thought to myself, you, you talk about messages falling flat, and you look, Mike Tomlin's still in in Pittsburgh and still has everybody's respect. Conducts himself in a certain manner. He's a workaholic, good coach, smart, probably has gotten more out of less. You know, you you appreciate Mike Tomlin. He's probably the longest tenured, short of Bill Belichick, head coach in the National Football League. Maybe Pete Carroll, I don't know. I I haven't compared the years. But, you know, as far as tenured coaches go, so... I don't necessarily always blame the head coach, but knowing what was going on behind the scenes and the dislike from the quarterback and some of those around him towards the head coach. Um yeah, I don't know how much blame I put on McCarthy versus put on the players. There's there was a lot of give and take there when it comes to craptastic performances. 877 867 1670. Hit us up. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Stay tuned. We'll be back after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Bill Michaels show. And if you are cruising around out there and you're thinking to yourself, you know what? We're about 10 days away, 11 days away from opening day at American Family Field, and you're looking for something. You're thinking to yourself, where am I going to get food? Where am I going to get all my tailgate fare? Well, no other place than our good friends over there at Quick Trip. Quick Trip, they got it going on right now. Bacon wrapped pork fillets, 99 cents. Saw them yesterday. As a matter of fact, I was up at. uh, the quick trip, the new one that they had just built and recently built recently, um, up by the Waukesha County Airport. Bacon wrapped pork fillets, ninety nine cents each. Limit five, by the way. Great for kicking off that grilling season or tailgate season. They've got all kinds of grocery items there. And for those of you who like a good banana every now and then, maybe you're trying to put some potassium back in the soul. There you go. Got those as well. Many different things. That are fantastic over there at Quick Trip. Stop in any Quick Trip. Grab it for yourself. Uh white bread, 50 cents for the one pound loaf. Limit five there. If you're going to do some holiday baking coming up for Easter, butter, $2.49. Limit five again. But so many great things at Quick Trip. So many. I it just it's it's a staple. It's an icon in Wisconsin. So uh check out our friends at Quick Trip. Just stop just your driving past, just stop in and stop in. And and speaking of that, the one down 164, I don't know if they're in some kind of a competition or what, but the quick trip on 164 and I want to say Racine Avenue, if I'm not mistaken, 164 and Racine, uh, gas is three, yesterday I got it for 350, or two days ago I got it for 359, 359 a gallon, just to throw that in the back of your mind, might be worth heading to, there you go. 877, 867, 1670, So, Brian says trade Jordan Love with one of the first round picks to move up and take a top receiver in the draft or a package needed for a veteran wide receiver. Do you want to trade Jordan Love? A lot of discussion about whether or not to trade Jordan Love. A lot of discussion about it. So here's my thought on Jordan Love, okay? Unless you have to, unless you have to, I don't necessarily have to run out and feel the need to trade Jordan Love. He's been your backup. You've, you've invested a pick in him, uh, time in him. He is, for all intents and purposes, the guy that's going to back up Aaron Rodgers should anything go wrong. Now, does he look like a tremendous backup? No. But who else out there does? I like Kurt Bankert. And I actually think Kurt Bankert looked better at times than Jordan Love did, if you would agree. But then again, Kurt play- Bankert was playing with the fours and the fives. Guys were trying to make the team, and he really you know, wasn't playing with the top-notch guys. So I, I don't know how good he would have been. Going against the fours and the fives, who knows? Sometimes it's just your depth is better than their depth, and everybody will look good. I, I I couldn't tell you, but I think unless somebody knocks your socks off, you hang on to Jordan Love and see if there's a progression come spring or uh, come training camp, and he looks a lot better going into the preseason. Just my thought. And then maybe, maybe you can get something for him down the road if you decide to trade him away. But right now, with what you've seen out of him, for the same reason everybody says trade Jordan Love is the same reason another general manager is probably sitting there going, yeah, no, thank you. Don't you think with everything that has gone on in the quarterback world this offseason, right? Don't you think that other teams in need of a quarterback, if Jordan Love was first-round material the way the Packers thought, don't you think another team would have come knocking by now? Think about that, okay? Okay. For the same reason you want to trade him away and say, oh, this is great. Look, trade trade Jordan Love. No problem. Get something for him. Get a, t- get a two. Get a second-round pick. Go out and get it. Okay, my question is, who's offering it? Who's offering a second-round pick? Pittsburgh's not. You would trade him to an AFC team if it was that good. Pittsburgh's not. They're not coming here going, you know what? He was high on our draft board, too. He was going to be our replacement to Big Ben. You guys napped him up. Kudos to you. We'd like to trade for him now. They're not coming. They need a quarterback. Indianapolis. Houston. They're not coming. They're not calling. Washington. Not calling. The Saints, they signed Jameis Winston. So Jameis Winston, with as many interceptions as he throws, Taysom Hill being on their run. Nobody's calling. Falcons traded away their quarterback. Nope. Carolina, nope. Think about that. Even Seattle, nope. Could you package him up with a draft choice for D.K. Metcalf? Here, we'll give you a quarterback. We just want D.K. Metcalf in return, we'll give you a first-round draft choice. You can go out and get some wide receivers, whatever. Nope. Nobody else is calling. Sometimes when others look at the same thing you have, and they say, yeah, we don't want that. You know, again, I think you and I can both sit down at a table. We could probably put some beers out, maybe some snack chips or something like that, maybe some nachos and salsa, big giant Bavarian pretzel, whatever it is your preference is. You and I can sit down at a table. We can load up on some beers, and we can both look at each other and go, you know, it's old news, but the Packers screwed up on the Jordan Love pick. In so many facets. But, yeah, that was that was bad. Okay, move on. So you hang on to him, and you try to develop him. And you hope that he begins to at least show signs of – and I'm not knocking Jordan Love. I'm not sitting here just ripping this guy. But my whole point was I didn't think he was that good to begin with. I didn't think he was an NFL starting quarterback to begin with. Never did. Saw the film, all of that. When he was being talked about, I know there's people, well, other teams thought he was a first-round pick. They thought he was, okay, nobody took him. Packers took him. Nobody else was jumping up to grab him. Even when they, now granted, Russell Wilson is a far cry better than Jordan Love, but Nathaniel Hackett? As a backup in Chicago? Luke Getze? No. Nobody's calling. Nobody's going, hey, you know what? Not that the Packers are going to trade him to, to Chicago, but you get my point. So I, I guess my argument is, is that, you know, it, it's it, it'd be great if you could just say, okay, let's go get a second rounder for him and, Package him up and then go get another wide receiver. I just don't know. There's a lot of teams sitting there right now that are saying, you know, we got to have Jordan Love. Jordan Love, just be happy where you're at, and make yourself make yourself a little bit of money, learn a little bit more behind Aaron Rodgers, and see what it gets you before it's all said and done. Just see where you end up. Do you learn? Do you grow? Do you get better, or do you stagnate and just eventually find yourself in the USFL? That's it. 8778671670 8778671670 Um Scott says I figure if somebody would have wanted Jordan Love they would have already made a deal. Again, it depends on how much the Packers value him and it would depend on how much another team would value him. You don't know what's going on behind closed doors, but I'll say this Are there rumors? No. No. None. Zip. Zilch. Nada. Nothing. Maybe somebody called and said, hey, we're willing for the, or maybe the Packers are calling saying, hey, we're looking for a wide receiver. What would it take? What if? Let's play hypothetical here. What if Jordan Love was a guy that we could throw into this mix? Deals aren't getting done. He's not tripping the trigger right now. Um, Robin says, if they trade love, we'll trade him for a player. That way Goody won't look as bad. Uh, when you put a draft pick number on it, it makes it even worse. Right? So it, if, if you get a second round draft choice for Jordan love, that's not bad. I'd take that. I'd make that deal. You, you, you jumped up to get him in the first he hasn't performed very well. You haven't seen much of him. So if you trade him away for a second-round draft choice, good with that. Good with that. But if, say, all you can get is a fourth, which I would find a little bit shocking, but, say, all you can get for him is a fourth-round draft choice. Yeah, that is that is putting a stamp on, you know, the grade of F on that deal, on the deal to jump up and get him. You're stamping it. Nope. Should have never did this. Should have never did this. And that, that makes it look really, really bad. Um, So that's the reason that nobody's making a deal right now for Jordan love. And again, I don't want to sit here and just, you know, I don't mean to seem like I'm knocking a guy, but uh, I, I just didn't see anything out of, out of him to begin with that made me go, Oh yeah. Yeah, I get it. Okay. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to find this, feel free. 877-867-1670. Um, Mark says uh, Brandon Woodruff not throwing great in spring training. Uh, we talked a little bit about this earlier. Uh, if he cannot go in the rotation, who can? Mark, let, let's do this. Um, I feel like... You know what I feel like right now? I feel like the professor in the Geico commercials. You know? Okay. Let's relax. Let's relax. You know, that type of guy. You know, nothing to see here. Nothing to see. We're good. Uh, I'm not worried about Brandon Woodruff. You know, if you're throwing out the hypothetical about if he can't go, you know, now there's, there's a number of directions they could go. Depends on, like, Lauer is not pitching great right now. You would obviously bump up Freddie Peralta in the rotation. Hauser as well. But, I mean, you do have a few arms that you, if you needed to, down in the minor league system, I guess, if you wanted to go in that direction. But, you know, you've got uh, uh, Josh Lindblom, who has pitched in the bigs, obviously. Uh, Dylan File, Alec Bettinger, Ethan Small. Small has been impressive, uh, and Craig Councils spoke highly of him. Uh, Jason Alexander is another one. I mean, you've got some options if you got to bring somebody up from AAA to throw and see what sticks. That's probably the direction they will go. But, but I should say that. That's probably the directions they would go if, indeed, that circumstance arises. Okay, I'm taking your question on its face, but I'm, I'm saying right now, I, look – I'm I'm not worried about Brandon Woodruff. It's it's way, way, way too early to get into that discussion. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Okay? Uh, we'll get back to the phones when we come back. Josh will be first out of the shoot from Eau Claire. Hang in there. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.